Chapter 34 of Charlotte Temple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Charlotte Temple by Susanna Rosen. Chapter 34 Retribution. In the meantime, Montreville, having received orders to return to New York, arrived, and having still some remains of compassionate tenderness, for the woman whom he regarded as brought to shame by himself, he went out in search of Belcour, to inquire whether she was safe, and whether the child lived. He found him immersed in dissipation, and could gain no other intelligence than that Charlotte had left him, and that he knew not what was become of her. "'I cannot believe it possible,' said Montreville, "'that a mind once so pure as Charlotte Temple's should so suddenly become the mansion of vice. Beware, Belcour, continued he, beware if you have dared to behave either unjust or dishonorably to that poor girl. Your life shall pay the forfeit. I will revenge her cause. He immediately went into the country, to the house where he had left Charlotte. It was desolate. After much inquiry, he at length found the servant-girl who had lived with her. From her he learnt the misery Charlotte had endured from the complicated evils of illness, poverty, and a broken heart, and that she had set out on foot for New York on a cold winter's evening, but she could inform him no further. Tortured almost to madness by this shocking account, he returned to the city, but— before he reached it, the evening was drawing to a close. In entering the town, he was obliged to pass several little huts, the residence of poor women who supported themselves by washing the cloths of the officers and soldiers. It was nearly dark. He heard from a neighboring steeple a solemn toll that seemed to say some poor mortal was going to their last mansion. The sound struck on the heart of Montreville, and he involuntarily stopped, when, from one of the houses, he saw the appearance of a funeral. Almost unknowing what he did, he followed at a small distance, and as they let the coffin into the grave, he inquired of a soldier who stood by, and had just brushed off a tear that did honor to his heart, who it was that was just buried. "'And please, Your Honor,' said the man, "'tis a poor girl that was brought from her friends by a cruel man, "'who left her when she was big with child, and married another.' "'Montreville stood motionless, and the man proceeded. "'I met her myself, not a fortnight since, one night all wet and cold in the street. "'She went to Madame Crichton's, but she would not take her in.' And so the poor thing went raving mad. Montreville could bear no more. He struck his hand against his forehead with violence, and exclaiming, Poor murdered Charlotte, ran with precipitation towards the place where they were heaping the earth on her remains. Hold, hold one moment, said he. Close not the grave of the injured Charlotte Temple, till I have taken vengeance on her murderer. 
"'Rash young man,' said Mr. Temple, "'who art thou that thus disturbest the last mournful rites of the dead, "'and rudely breakfasts in upon the grief of an afflicted father?' "'If thou art the father of Charlotte Temple,' said he, "'gazing at him with mingled horror and amazement, "'if thou art her father, I am Montreville.' Then falling on his knees, he continued, Here is my bosom. I bear it to receive the stroke I merit. Strike, strike now, and save me from the misery of reflection. Alas, said Mr. Temple, if thou wert the seducer of my child, thy own reflections be thy punishment. I wrest not the power from the hand of omnipotence. Look on that little heap of earth. There hast thou buried the only joy of a fond father. Look at it often, and may thy heart feel such true sorrow as shall merit the mercy of heaven. He turned from him, and Montreville starting up from the ground, where he had thrown himself, and at that instant remembering the perfidy of Belcour, flew like lightning to his lodges. Belcour was intoxicated, Montreville impetuous. They fought, and the sword of the latter entered the heart of his adversary. He fell, and expired almost instantly. Montreville had received a slight wound, and overcome with the agitation of his mind and loss of blood, was carried in a state of insensibility to his distracted wife. A dangerous illness and obstinate delirium ensued, during which he raved incessantly for Charlotte. But a strong constitution and the tender assiduities of Julia in time overcame the disorder. He recovered, but to the end of his life was subject to severe fits of melancholy, and while he remained at New York, frequently retired to the churchyard where he would weep over the grave and regret the untimely fate of the lovely Charlotte Temple. End of chapter 34 Recording by Susan Burke, SueBurkeVoice.com